The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew chapter 3. In those days, John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness of Judea, proclaiming, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. This is the one of whom the prophet Isaiah spoke when he said, The voice of one crying out in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. Now John wore clothing of camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist, and his food was locust and wild honey. And when the people of Jerusalem and all Judea were going out to him, and all of that region along the Jordan, they were baptized by him in the river John, confessing their sins. But when he saw many Pharisees and Sadducees coming for baptism, he said to them, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bear fruit worthy of repentance, and do not presume to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our ancestor. For I tell you, God is able from these stones to raise up children to Abraham. Even now the axe is lying at the root of the trees. Every tree, therefore, that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. I baptize you with water for repentance, but one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to carry his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand, and he will clash clear his thrashing floor and will gather his wheat into the granary, but the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Let us pray. Almighty God, John calls us to repent. Let that power be part of our faith. In Jesus' name, amen. We're into the second Sunday in Advent, and it's about John the Baptist and his preaching. Next week, the third Sunday in Advent, is John questioning Jesus from prison. We have a tendency to look towards the manger this time of year, to jump ahead into Christmas, and that's okay. How many of you are done Christmas shopping? How many of you have not started Christmas shopping at all? Ah, three of us, or at least three of us who are honest, okay. So, why is it important to look at John? The way things are repeated in the Bible, the more often they're said, the more powerful or meaningful they are. Two Gospels talk about the birth of Jesus. Four Gospels talk about John. So John is important. So we're in the season of Advent. 
The purpose of Advent is to make room for Christ's arrival, to be surprised again that God loves us so much that he would come into our life and give us hope. Some people think that God shouldn't be doing that. Some people think that God sits up in heaven and smiles when we do something good and frowns when we do something bad. But the God that we know doesn't do that. The God we know comes down out of heaven, puts on humanity, and gives us hope by being with us and for us. John might be called a screamer. He screams about repentance, but God doesn't do that. God wants us to learn that love and to share with our neighbor those things that make life happen. So, for us, Advent is a time of having more genuine life, not less Christmas. Christmas happens. So the question then becomes, what if? What if all this hype about Christmas drives out our faith for God? What if we pay more attention to decorating our tree than the living tree of faith? What if the tinsel and shiny ornaments overcome the fruit of the Spirit? What if the angel on top of the tree becomes more important than being the living angel telling of God's message of love? Advent is being aware, being aware that there are other stories going on besides the one that we see in the stores. Eve Brunting has a little children's book, We Were There, a nativity story. I'm going to summarize it for us. The story starts out and there's a slithering snake. And the snake says, I will be there. And then there's a toad with warts. And the toad says, I will be there. And then there's a scary scorpion. And the scorpion says, I will be there. And then there's a shiny cockroach. And the cockroach says, I will be there. And then there's a swooping bat. And the bat says, I will be there. And then there's a hairy spider. And the spider says, I will be there. And then there's a furry rat. And the rat says, I will be there. And they make their journey. And they come to the nativity. And there, there is fuzzy lambs and doe-eyed donkeys and gentle cows. And then the people standing around the manger. 
And then, in the corner, there is a snake and a toad and a scorpion and a cockroach and a bat and a spider and a rat. We think of Christmas in certain animals and we leave out other animals. But God calls all creatures and God calls all people to come to the manger. And that little story was unexpected. John comes and John is unexpected because he tells us to repent. And in that first story, the people hear John, and it's not the story they're expecting. And so they repent. In fact, repentance becomes one of the main parts of the story. Pastor David Galetsk has a New Testament commentary. And he says, the gospel always comes first with repentance. For example, repent was the first word of John's the Baptist gospel, Matthew 3. Repent was the first word of Jesus' gospel, Matthew 4. Repent was the first word in the preaching ministry of the twelve disciples, Mark 6. Repent was the first word in preaching instructions Jesus gives to his disciples after the resurrection, Luke 24. Repent was the first word of the first Christian sermon, Acts 2. Repent was the first word in the mouth of Apostle Paul, Acts 26. Remember I said important things are repeated in the Bible? Repent is important. Repent means to think or perceive or understand with the mind and then to change. So this Advent season, John is talking to us and he's saying, are you ready to meet God? Are you ready to get in step with God's plan for the world? Can you change your mind to God's understanding and purpose? So repentance is about restoring a relationship with God. It's about God bringing love into our world. Some religions teach about incorrect thinking or ignorance about what is good or true. But that's not what we understand as repentance. It's a love that turns us around to see things in God's way. Sin is anything that misses the mark of God's holiness. So the further we move away from God, the closer we move to sin. And that's when we need to turn around.
Do you remember my little theology of, of sin? S. I. N. The more we move away from God, the closer to sin we come. The closer to I we come. To turn away, to repent, is to turn from I outward. Outward towards God. Outward towards the people of God. Outward towards those that we are called to love. John came, anticipating what Jesus would do. That was completed. We come, and we live in the ministry of that event. The crucifixion, the resurrection, the command to go and baptize, the sending of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost. We have gone through those events. God has loved humanity. Jesus has loved us and gives us the gift of his spirit that gives guidance. In that baptism this morning, the sponsors and parents acknowledge the gift of baptism and also acknowledge the responsibilities that comes with being baptized. To bear fruit for those around us so they may receive God's love too. So it's the second Sunday in Advent and God's and John the Baptist's message is God is near. God is coming. God is working on his final plans. Don't go through the motions of Christmas. Turn back to God, confess your sin, and bear the joy and peace, those fruits that God gives to restore us. In Jesus' name, amen.